0: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads, Chevrolet. Atlanta, what is going on? I'm your host, Stacey Cole-Morgan, and you're listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast, where I talk everything Atlanta Falcons and the Call of Duty League. On today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Nate Shot revealing the price of his CDO franchise, LA Thieves, of how much he paid for it, all because of a troll just saying that his COD career was over with. And also, we are talking about the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, recap of what happened all during the game. And let me tell you, it was very exciting. All throughout the game, but then of course things fell short for the Falcons towards the tail end of it. So then any further delay, let's go to get straight into today's action. Alright guys, so to kick things off, we'll just go over one quick little noteworthy news article. And that is that Octane has officially signed with the L.A. Thieves for the 2022 Call of Duty Vanguard season. He does reunite, I believe, with Quavo now. So definitely that is going to make for a great situation for Octane. He's in a better he he's on a better team other than the Seattle Surge and I'm so happy for Octane. It it really does make me happy for him. So now getting on to the main topic of today's podcast is Nature is revealed that he has paid 27 million dollars For his CDL spot in the L.A. Thieves organization. Or 100 Thieves. Whatever you want to call it. But $27 million. Is what Najot has paid. The Call of Duty League franchise. For his team to be in here. All because of a troll. On Twitter, Twitch. Wherever it came from. Said that his. His COD career is over with. So. And of course. Like I said. Responding to an insult from his stream chat, 100 thieves founder and CEO Nadeshot revealed that he spent $27 million to get a team into the Call of Duty League. After being told his Call of Duty career was over, end quote," Nadeshot replied, I did it by choice, now I got a team, 27 M's. Well, I'm glad now that we know how much Nadeshot did pay for this spot. But also at the same time, I, I don't know what to say about this, right? I really don't. To me, Nate Shaw is the Kevin Durant of the CDL. He's very talented. He's got the the greatest mentality of any kind of athlete you would ever ask for. But the second someone criticizes him, he has to respond to that. And and this guy who just said his Call of Duty career is over with. This dude probably only has like one follower on Twitter. And maybe ten listeners or viewers on a Twitch channel. That's it. And you going to respond to him? Come on now. Nature, I know you better than that. I've, I've watched you grow up like myself who grown up watching you throughout these years of like the MW3 XP event, gold medals, um, whatever, and you won't respond to this, I, I just don't like that from you, I really don't, it just, like I said, you're you're the Kevin Durant of the CDL, very talented, great pro player, still even today, whenever you hop on stream, you know, dude, you're, you're killing it. But the second someone at a low level like that just says something silly like your cod career is over with, you gotta respond to that, dude. Come on, that that that's just ridiculous and redundant. So, guys, what do you think? Do you think Nacho is the Kevin Durant of the CDO? Great person, great talent. You know he does everything so well. But then the second someone at a low level criticizes him, he has to respond. If if I was an A-shot in this situation, I'd just let my organization just speak for itself. I really wouldn't. So now moving on over to the Atlanta Falcons' sides of things. So, of course, it's an L for the Atlanta Falcons. 48-25, the Buccaneers do win at home. But guys, let me tell you, this has been a great showcase for the Atlanta Falcons in in this week two matchup. Week one, definitely, we were nowhere to be seen after those first two drives that we had against the Eagles. But now, we put up a double-digit number as as far as touchdowns go. So again, 25-48, Buccaneers do win. But what makes this so interesting is Matt Ryan has finally connected with ten different receivers. He ran the ball a little bit more. You know, he got out of pocket. You know, I know Matt Ryan is a pocket passer, but he can run out of that pocket, and he hell, he even scored the two point conversion, for for Pete's sakes, and that what. That's what makes me believe that Matt Ryan was the stand-up player for this game, along with Cordell Patterson, who definitely scored two touchdowns himself. I believe one is rushing and one is passing. And, of course, the other touchdown through passing for Matt Ryan is through Calvin Ridley, but Matt Ryan did have three interceptions. Totally not all his fault right there because I, I do remember one of the passes that were intercepted. Russell Cage definitely had that. Russell Gage definitely had the ball in his hand. Then I believe it was Sue or it might be the middle linebacker who just swooped it up, who just swooped it up and went in for the pick six. That definitely, of course, you know, almost solidified the game right there. It it probably did. (laughs) But still, 300 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions with 76.1 Completion attempt, Tom Brady, 66.7. Completion attempt with two six, 276 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. But he also did have a fumble. So technically, that does count as almost like an interception. But, you know, Tom Brady like, let go of the ball and then we recovered it. So here's some game stats, uh, total plays, 69 plays for the Falcons. Total yards, 348. Passing yards is 293. Rushing yards is 55. So before I go on to any of these stats right here, let me talk about the running game. Now we, at at the beginning, first quarter, second quarter, Falcons didn't really have that much going for them in the run game. They really didn't. But something about that third quarter definitely made up for something. Because Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis, they were actually having a great day in the run game. The offensive line definitely created some holes, which I was definitely proud of. And and Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson got the first down yardage, or even a little bit more. So that does show me that there is hope for this offensive line to now protect Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan actually got sacked, I believe, just one time. So that's better than three times last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, or two weeks ago, now if you want to really be technical. But I I just want to point that out, that yes, the run game was very well established in that third quarter. It was consistent throughout the game, but that third quarter definitely is what hit all the strives for the Atlanta Falcons to get things going. And Cordell Patterson, like I said, he was another standout player for the Atlanta Falcons, scoring two touchdowns, one on the ground and one in the air. Falcons had 19 first downs, uh, possession time with 33 minutes, 31 seconds. Passing was 35 of 48. Penalties for yards, uh, we had six penalties for 49 yards. Buccaneers had nine penalties for 83 yards. I noticed that a lot during that third quarter where the Buccaneers' defense was jumping off sides. Like, why are you doing this? I mean, of course, I want you to do it. So that way it helps the Falcons out. But, my goodness, you're, you're jumping off sides every single play about, because I know there was like two or three plays where it was just jumping off sides, and that gave the Falcons definitely a huge advantage over the Buccaneers. Uh, Tied four punts at each, interceptions was three, but the fumbles was one, thanks to Tom Brady's stack. Now, one of the penalties that I really do find a little intriguing was whenever Russell Gage came into the shotgun position I know in the third quarter might be the fourth and he was trying to get the defense to jump off sides I believe it was a fourth and one no so I'm no I'm sorry it was early in the first first quarter second quarter but Russell Gage came in in the shotgun position for the quarterback side of things and you know he was just sitting back there like like you know just clapping and stuff And then he aggressively went in behind the center and like yelling and doing whatever to make the defense jump off sides. And he gets flagged for that. It wasn't a delay a game, no nothing. But it was and the referee, you know, called it saying that the quarterback was aggressively trying to get the defense to jump off center or jump off sides. And that's why you're going to get a flag for it. Like, wait a minute, it don't matter if you aggressively or non-aggressively do that. That's your job is to get the defense to jump off sides. So I I find that rule a little interesting that you can now get penalized for aggressively yelling at the defensive line like, jump off sides, just stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's odd, but new to me. So guys, definitely, uh, this is a huge, huge improvement for the Atlanta Falcons, despite it being a loss for the Falcons. I still love the performance overall, we, and we got a good four-game stretch ahead of us. I posted this to Twitter at 9.09 p.m. on September 19th, and I, I'm not going to say it went viral or anything, but it definitely caught some attention to some people I would I would call you guys out but you know even even for me right here I'm not even gonna shout you out because I'm not gonna give you publicity and if anybody listening to the podcast wants to check out that tweet definitely check it out but this is what exactly I said so at 909 things are looking up for the hashtag Atlanta Falcons or just Falcons Three winnable games coming up with one being in London, then come back off the bye against the Dolphins. And everything goes right. The Falcons should be 4-2 and two before their division rival matchup with the Panthers. And, of course, I took the screenshot, you know, we're facing the Giants. This coming Sunday, the Washington football team, New York Jets, and coming off the bye, the Miami Dolphins. Four, four winnable games right there. Four winnable games, three, you know, before the bye. And then the fourth one being at Hard Rock Stadium, because you got to look at it like this. The Giants, they're not doing so well right now. They're 0-2. Washington football team, they're going to be another, they're going to be a team that will give us a challenge. Jets they're just they're just the Jets okay dolphins they're gonna give us a little bit of a headache not too much I don't believe so worst case scenario you could go two and two in this situation which would make this now a two and four two and four series before you go into your division rival matchup but still so at the end of the day looking at this right here these are these are winnable games but you have you have some people you know they quote the tweets Philadelphia Eagles was supposed to be an easy win too in all caps taking one game at a time overlooking opponents for or worrying about what the Saints got going on every week does not help Atlanta okay number 1 the Falcons are not worried about what the Saints are doing right now. (laughs) We're really not. Yes, we won, we were. But once we saw that, whenever they went up against the Carolina Panthers, okay, yeah, Jameis Winston's back. Okay. (laughs) Yes, and and I do agree. Philadelphia was was supposed to be an easy win because we have the veteran talent, and this is a young team, despite that offensive line and D-line. Then you got some people that just says hashtag lamo stuff like that, and, and I'm just like, come on guys, you're you're not real Falcons fans. You're just commenting just because I posted this with something something logical and reasonable, and you just want to tear down stuff that is positive. <laughs> so, not not real Falcons fans, but again, I'm not going to worry about y'all because five followers hmm, right here one one hundred twenty one followers right there okay so yeah i'm not I'm not worried about y'all <laughs> anyways guys I sure hope you did enjoy it if you didn't make sure to like button wherever you are listening from please download this podcast it does help in the career path that I'm choosing of radio broadcast and more specifically for sports broadcasting at the ever-wonderful two nine, The Game radio station out in Atlanta, Georgia. Definitely that is the dream one day is to be broadcast out there and just living it. So, guys, again, hope you all enjoy. And if you didn't your like button, and I, come Morgan, we'll catch you all later. Peace. winner.